This is Paul Garns. Welcome to the Queen Sugar Podcast, Episode 9. And today I'm joined by two of the best cast members you could have on the show. <laughs> I don't say that to everybody. I like that. I like that. We're going to start off with a character that probably every woman in America feels like they're looking for and they say I'm looking for they don't say Romeo anymore they say I'm looking for Hollywood right right Omar Dorsey that's right what's happening hey our other guest today joined our show in season one and New Orleans nights are always filled with a lot of going out to certain bars and stuff and this actor showed up at a bar and I was like yo you're gonna have to leave because they're gonna they're gonna (laughs) to kick us out you tried to kick me out I did but she promptly told me I may play Somebody who's young on TV, mm-hmm. but I am a grown woman. Tanya Wavers, how are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and grown. And grown. Still grown. Still grown. So I want to start off just talking about the significance of Queen Sugar, you know, wrapping up seven seasons of a show. Omar, you were there from the beginning. Right. A tenant of the show from day one to the last day of shooting. Just to the last scene. To the last scene. Yes. Tell me what that experience was like for you. It's life-changing. Um, it was world-shifting for me. Uh, you know, you start out doing a show for the first season, not knowing what people are going to think about it. Uh, I remember the first time we saw the pilot and um, everybody was crying. And like it, when the actors saw it, you know, mm-hmm. we saw it. We were in that little uh, uh, movie theater in New Orleans, and we didn't know how the world was going to perceive it. Mm-hmm. So I remember we that uh, Essence Fest that year, we had a screening, and everybody who got a chance to see it, the public, they were they were wow, what's going on? This is yeah. the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And then when I got that, then it came on television, and people got a chance to look at it, and people got a chance to you know to to, to experience it. I knew what we did. I knew the love that we put into it. And when it was received that way, you know, I, I was just, I was, like I said before, I was, it was mind blowing. And so uh, then you take it to all the way to seven seasons. And, um, you know, I feel like it's a iconic television show. Mm-hmm. I, I tell people it's the, it's the best uh, drama, family drama that America's ever produced. I really feel that way, you know? Um, so, you know, I'm just very proud to be a part of that. You go out in the streets. Yeah. And, I mean, it, we, we've been in a few streets. Yes, together. we have. Around <laughs> the world. And uh, and people walk up to you and say, yeah. Hollywood. I'm Hollywood now. My name You're is Hollywood. Hollywood. My name is not Omar Jermaine Dorsey. Yeah. My name is not Decatur Dorsey. My name is Hollywood. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's great because uh, I've been calling myself Hollywood since I was uh, 13 years old. You know, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's, it's – and, you know, like you said, women really are – it's really cool that women are so connected to it, but what makes me feel good is when the brothers come up to me yeah, yeah. and like, man, I appreciate you showing that on television because yeah. we don't, we never see that. Yeah. You know, there ain't no six pack dude trying to be suave. It's just a real man who looks like you, who looks like your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your father, uh, your husband, and you know, to have that reflected, mm-hmm. you know, on your screen, you know, it, it feels like soothing and it feels comforting. Mm-hmm. You get a chance to really see that. Yeah. yeah. And Danielle, for you, originally, I mean, we hired you in New Orleans. You were an actor yeah. working in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. New show comes to town called Queen Sugar that you probably never even heard of before that. You auditioned for it. You get the role. What was that experience like for you? Well, when I first heard about it, um, I saw it on Twitter, actually. The OM Network tw- tweeted that, you know, Oprah is 
joining with, you know, this up-and-coming great female director. And as soon as I saw it, I sent it to my agent. I said, I want this. <laughs> this just just two black women coming together. I, I don't know, something inside of me just said, you should be on this. And at the time, I was really green. I think I've been on a set once before Queen Sugar. So it was everything. Everything in a good and a bad way because um, – when you're walking into something new that you've never been in, of course you have that sense of fear of like the unknown, and then you're walking in with big, talented heavy hitters like Omar Dorsey and Tina Lifford, and then find out my scene mate has been like 10 on Broadway in The Lion King. Yeah. It's just like, it could be, for a minute, it was definitely a bit overwhelming. Um, but eventually Queen Sugar showed me that like, what I'm doing is bigger than me. You know, so after that, I was like, Tanya, you got to do it. You got to do this. And you're going to have fun with it. No matter what your anxiety and your brain is telling you, you got to keep going, girl. And so, yeah, that's been my whole process. Was that first day, was that when we were outside the truck? And it was, mm-hmm. your, it was your first day. My first day. I remember that like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you were the second person that I met that day. I remember that. Yeah, it was Nick and then it was you. Of yeah. course, like hair and makeup, but like sure. castmates. It was you and you came up to me and you was like so nice and the cast already just made it an easier process, too. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were the early days, and we would drive out an hour to do those scenes just at that backyard because yep. mm-hmm. the inside of that house was on stage. We yep. had built mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But we would drive out because that first season, for some reason, we were like, oh, we always have to go out to the backyard and do a scene. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> we'd drive an hour out because you're not from, like, out that way, right? You're from the city. From New Yeah, Orleans. I'm from born and raised in New Orleans, and it's definitely a difference <laughs> between the city and the country of anywhere, you know, you go. If you had to evaluate your castmates on Queen Sugar on their New Orleans accent, who gets it right and who gets it wrong? I mean, we can say it now. The show, we're, we're done shooting. You can, I know, you can but I... complete it. I mean, if it's Omar, you just have to say it. He's right here. But Now, I would say it is Omar. Omar, I don't know what... He... His connection to Atlanta, I think feel like feel like people from in Atlanta were like cousins in a we way. So cousins. we always know each other's um, dialect right. easy. It comes mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. So Omar has been number one. Oh man, I appreciate that. Yeah, seriously. Um, and everybody else is number two. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not gonna go fall. You're not gonna fall. You don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, Omar. Er, early on, he he did the trademark New Orleans saying. I think in season one where he was doing a sign. It wasn't written, Mm -hmm. but he said something, and I don't remember what the full line was, but he was like, you know, answering whatever question it was. You heard me? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's New Orleans right there. He dug deep. Yeah, he know. It's so crazy. I know I was talking to uh, Michelle Degacello. She's our music supervisor uh, the other day. And no, we were we were at a Paley Fest, mm-hmm. and they said, "Well, what do you what do you guys listen to when you're on this? You know, when you're to get into the mode or whatever." I said, "I was into a lot of um, early Master P and Cash yes. Money and all of that." You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, "I want to be in that world," and I was going to the studio with Manny Fresh, and I was going to the studio with Trombone Shorty and Juvenile, mm-hmm. so I'd just be around them cats all the time. You know, all, a lot of my friends are from New Orleans. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Omar, I mean, the relationship between Hollywood and Vi mm-hmm. is a legendary relationship. It's like Romeo and Juliet. It's sure. like yeah. it's like Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. Like the two of them have had this just defining relationship. They've gone through so much. This season, we've added in this dimension of these two boys that right. They've been taken care of, and now all of a sudden, their dad is coming back, right. and they have to cope with what they do next. Yeah, it's almost an empty nest thing, right? So, um, and especially because, you know, 
early in the season, it was Darla, Ralph Angel, and the baby. So it was, you know, mm-hmm. it's always energy in the house. And yeah. then the boys come in, yeah. and, you know, that energy's in there. Um, so now that when that goes away, you know, he's a, Hollywood is like, I feel like I'm a little anxious. I don't know what to do, yeah. which is like, you know, going into talking about um, episode nine, uh, that's why he wants to do more for kids. He yeah. wants to go into these schools. Yeah. Starts a thing called Dads on Patrol, mm-hmm. um, and he wants to, you know, have feel something for the community. Mm-hmm. And he needed something to, you know, fill that part of his heart up because yeah. he didn't realize. I don't think Hollywood realized how much children, you know, meant to him. Meant to him because he always been telling Vi, "It's cool, yeah, it's cool." Exactly. But then they yeah. got a little taste of it, and it, it, it seems like it stuck for sure. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's. Um, so especially coming into these next, uh, you know, we're on the home stretch, these last four episodes, you know, you'll see more and more of that stuff coming with Hollywood. You see his heart and, you know, what he wants to do with kids. And I really like those, that dynamic that he had with Joaquin. Yeah. You fixing know, the boat. Fixing and the boat that, uh, and the conversations. Introducing yeah. him to uh, to Richard Pryor. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> all of that stuff. It's all yeah. that stuff. You know, that one uncle. Yeah, that one. You're going to be oh, yeah. like, hey, come on, boy, watching yeah. Richard Pryor. Exactly. Don't tell you your, mom, your mama. Exactly. What do you know about this? Yeah. So growing up, both of you can answer this. Did you have a house in your family that was like the Vi Hollywood house where everybody, they would take care of everybody? What was that in your families? I feel like in a way that was my family. Because um, my most memories, most of my memories of my childhood, my cousins are always around. Mm-hmm. I'm never like alone, even though sometimes I felt alone, but I was always around cousins. We was the only house that had like a pool in our backyard, so they would always be over. And even now to this day, my mama just always know how to cook three meals at once. So she always had food. Um, so, yeah, it was my house for me. Yeah, and it was my grandmother's house. Uh, my grandmother lived in McDonough, Georgia. And so uh, and my uncle was the pastor of the church, Shiloh Baptist Church in uh, McDonough. We all went to that church. Um, so the whole family, all the cousins, me, my brother, and all of my cousins, we all go over there. We call it the big house. It was only three bedrooms, or two, two or three bedrooms, but we called it the big house. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all uh, used to go to my grandma's house and playing in the backyard and all of that stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was definitely my grandma, grandma Mert, Myrtle Lee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. I think we all had some house that played that role, exactly. That gave that that support as a family. One of the great things about this series is it's all about like family learning to support each other, learning to love each other. Um, though some of the relationships are challenging in the show, right. right? Right. So so Nova has had these string of relationships over the seven seasons, um, and this season's no different. Right. A couple of episodes ago, you know, her boyfriend leaves and goes on a trip to Africa on a stormy night. Her first boyfriend shows back up, uh-huh. Calvin. And then in this episode, she has made contact with her first love, the woman who really set off a, a bunch of the string of events that happened in the show that kind of forced her to leave home and, and move out to the Lower Ninth Ward where we meet her in season one. Right. But what do you think Nova's deal is? Is Nova going to ever find <laughs> happiness? Yeah, I th- she's searching. You know, she's searching. I think, you know, uh, she's a lover. Mm-hmm. To say the she least. might be a fighter too. I don't. She's a fighter. <laughs> yeah, she is a fighter. But you know, she doesn't. She has no restraints on her, her feelings. Yeah. You know, she will share them. It's like you know, people like have to lock it down. She doesn't. She, she really? might. You know, today might be this. Tomorrow it might be that. 
Um, so, but I think at the end of the day, I think she'll find love. I don't know how long that love will stay or how long, it, you know, she will keep it there. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, at the end of the day, she might be able to find somebody who can hold, who, who can rock and roll with a good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think vibing on the concept of the whole love affair thing, when we meet Kiki originally, she starts a multi-year relationship mm-hmm. with Micah. Now this season, Kiki's back grown, mm-hmm. more focused, but she seems to be really challenging Micah in new ways. Did she ever stopped? Did she ever stop? I don't know. People always, I think, looked at Kiki as the yin to, her, to Micah's yang, right? Mm-hmm. Micah was always kind of this entitled kid from L.A. who, yeah. you know, had, you know, Yeezys on and, mm-hmm. you know, wore designer clothes. And Kiki was always so grounded, and, mm-hmm. you know, and like from the neighborhood and trying to get him to focus. What do you think Kiki's reflection of who Micah's become is? Do you think she likes Micah, who he is now? I think she does. Kiki is definitely to me, in a way, mature for her age and the way that she thinks and how she goes about getting what she wants. Um, and with that, I think, yeah, I think she has hope for him. I think she's she's a big supporter of people that she cares about. She's a big supporter of people um, discovering who they are and living their purpose and with purpose because that's what she does. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she's going to want the same thing for everybody around her. Um, I think he is genuinely a good person at heart, even though <laughs> the... The fa- the comments that I saw mm. was Kiki's fast. I saw so many comments calling Kiki fast. And I'm like, well, first of all, she's young. Mm-hmm. Who wasn't thinking about they crush or boys and girls at that age? Um, but at the same time, like I said, she's, she's mature. And um, she was raised by good parents, even though she didn't have the perfect parents. She had a stepdad. Um, but it's really parallel to my life. You know, I have a mom, I have a stepdad. And I think they were doing a really good job, you know, and the best that they could. And so, um, yeah, I think she she has hope for for Micah. She wouldn't be there yeah. if she didn't, I don't think. You mentioned uh, the comments for both of you guys. How often do you, like, read comments about the characters you play? Not... Do you personalize it? Do you internalize it? Or is it able to, you're able to roll it off your back, like, if, if they don't like something your character does? Definitely a roll off the the back. Um, to me, if I get some comment said I did my job right to tickle them in any type of way, mm-hmm. you know, because that's my job is to be honest to Kiki, not to cater to the audience. Mm-hmm. So it don't bother me. Yeah, you know the comments don't bother me. Um, you know what? The only thing that bothers me is personal attacks. Yeah. But if people say like in whatever I do, they like I love them and that, or I hate them in this. I'm like I did my job perfect. Mm-hmm. You right. know, um, so I never. Uh, I don't take the character that's not me. I'm playing a character. You don't like that character or you love that character, then that writer and I did my job. You know, so yeah. You can't please everybody either. So if you're trying to do that, you're going to keep, you might as well run into a wall. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, mm -mm. yeah. So Ava's cast you in a couple of projects now. Yeah, yeah. She always cast you as a hero, though. I love it, man. I love it. She does, man. She, uh, like, it went from James Orange to Alumbe Breath. James Orange and Selma Alumbe Breath. And when they see us, um, Hollywood, twice. On, mm-hmm. you know, I, can't, I don't know if I want to spoil it, but and Queen Sugar ended another show. I play Hollywood again. Um, yeah, she always does. It's crazy. Um, you know, I really love Ava because she sees things inside of me that I don't even see. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when she s- sent me the script for uh, Queen Sugar, and she said, uh, "I said you want me to play this? I'm, this is me coming straight off of Ray Donovan killing people." 
Mm-hmm. She was like, this is the person I see you as. And I'm like, really? You see that? She said, this is the person I see. Is this for Selma or for, for Queen Sugar? For Queen Sugar. Oh, okay. And I was in the Bahamas doing a movie, and she sent me the script. Mm-hmm. She said, I want you to read it and tell me what you think. Um, I was like, yo, this is a great role. When do I audition? She says, it's your role. What are you talking about? Mm. It's me and Oprah. You know, so and I said, you really think I can do this? She said, I know you can do this. This is the man you are. Mm. You know, and that just made me feel so good. And like, you no, know, the way that she perceives me is, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Especially somebody who's who's has that much power, yeah. and they can write something for you. She always cast me as, like you said, a hero. Yeah. Lumbe Braff and yeah. James Orange. Yeah. You know, it's amazing men in real life. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. civil rights leaders and community. Um, leaders yeah. you know and that's what she sees and i like yeah. i appreciate it for that for sure yeah. and, and she was able to see past you in that wig and uh in <laughs> so. the wig itself was good the wig and when they see us <laughs> that wig was it's every time you have a wig off of me is it really <laughs> i know it's because you're used to seeing on the ball head with a shaved head yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah but I, yeah so I, I appreciate it for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. One of the things that I think is so important about Queen Sugar is its tale of family and this journey that we follow as a family. What do you think ultimately a happy ending for Queen Sugar looks like? I love watching stuff where black people have happy endings. Mm-hmm. I personally do. I agree. Um but at the same time, I want I would like to see something that where there's a little bit of conflict to help push me forward in my life in, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, is that I need to see, somebody got to win. Somebody. So, so do you have? I mean, it's great because you guys are two different generations. Do you have a show that nailed the finale for you? That just did that mm-hmm. job where you were like, "That's the way you should end the show." <sighs> so for me, for me, I think initially, and we talked about this, Ava and I, when we were talking about this show, Six Feet Under, I thought did an amazing mm-hmm. job on concluding a series. I think Breaking Bad did. Mm-hmm. Walter White had to die. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He had to. Mm-hmm. And But his wife still wanted to end. She had some money. You know, I know that people don't. You know, you know what? I'm going to tell you one. That people would not agree with me on this at all because they did not like the final season. But to me, uh, Game of Thrones finale, because I'm going to tell you why. Wait a minute. Watch him out. I tell you what why you because Ned Stark's family won at the end, and and they ran the world. And Ned Stark was my favorite character. They, they killed, killed him off in episode in three, episode like eight or whatever it was. But his but his fat his kids ruled the world. They ruled the world. So that finale. I know the people don't like that last season or whatever it is, but just a controversial that, statement it, you're making. There. I, but it's the last episode. You heard it. It's the last episode, but I'll tell you, Breaking Bad really got it right, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that when we get to the end of our show here that people feel like it goes in the annals of a, of a great ending to a show. It's a yeah. beautiful, it's a um, beautiful, it's a beautiful finale. It is a beautiful mm-hmm. finale. Yeah. <sighs> Crying Coming just up in just a few episodes. <laughs> Crying just thinking about it, man. Good. Even though you are out here in L.A. working and doing other things, I mm-hmm. imagine New Orleans will always be home for you, though, huh? Oh, definitely. What? It is my um it's my safe haven. It's my comfort. It's my reset. Mm-hmm. My family. It's it's my everything, you know. It's my sense of peace when I need to go back and just like get away from work. So yeah, New Orleans is everything. Um 
one day I'm I'm hoping to find a way to figure out like what my blueprint is and giving back to the city, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, only time will tell. I get a chance now to ask you guys a couple of questions. These questions are in an attempt to confuse and befuddle you. <laughs> you may just right out be able to answer it. So we're going to see. I'm going to start with you, Tanya. <laughs> Latest first. Okay, go. Early on, there was a season when Micah and Kiki were out enjoying Micah's birthday present. It was a, it was a new car. Mm-hmm. Yes. What kind of car was it? Now, this is a car that you actually sat in. Mm-hmm. We actually did the scene with you sitting in the car. And I was in the driver's seat. Yes. Because <laughs> oh. at the time, your co-cast member didn't drive. Right, that's right. It, it was what kind of car? Yeah. A black one? Okay. Uh, wait, okay. I really. It's either a BMW or a Mercedes. It was Mercedes. It was a Mercedes. It has to be a Mercedes. That's like the go-to. No? It's a Jaguar. I drove a Jaguar. You drove a Jaguar. Yes. <laughs> that was nice. It was nice. Dang, I didn't know that. It wasn't what? nice enough for you to remember. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a car girl. I don't know. Cars aren't my thing. But um, it was nice. I remember it being really nice. I said, that's your first car? I wish. I had a Corolla. <laughs> exactly. Datsun Maxima. Not a Nissan Maxima. A Datsun Maxima. Okay, yeah. It was a Jaguar. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we got. Lord, okay. Omar Dorsey, mm-hmm. the the mayor of Queen Sugar. Yes. Supposed to know all of his constituents well. Oh my God. So we'll see if he can pressure, uh, pressure, 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 pressure. if he can answer this. Mm-hmm. I might I might stick with the car questions. Okay. What kind of car did Nova drive? Oh Lord, I don't know. Um Nova had a uh, I don't have no Wasn't idea. It blue? I know oh, colors. It was blue. It was blue, blue right? Blue. Yeah, it was blue. I don't remember. I don't remember. It, it, it linked right into who she was as a character. A Volkswagen something. <laughs> oh, why? Is it a Prius. A Prius? Of course it is. A it was Prius. a Prius. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't have known that. One of those short cars, right? My yeah. Like short cars a little bit? Yeah. I, just, I have the visual yeah. in my head. We were doing a scene one time with, uh, and it's the only time I've ever seen just a glimpse of Omar breaking character in a scene. Mm. You know what's, what I'm about to say? No, what was it? We were shooting a scene where... Erica Alexander had to slap, slap me. <laughs> it, she slapped him so hard. I remember. I had bruises. <laughs> and you know what's so crazy? I had to go and do a movie in Atlanta um, next day, like the next couple of days, and I had hand marks. And the thing that really made me mad was that Vic Mahoney didn't even use that slap <laughs> in the final cut. Nope. And I said... All of that for nothing. <laughs> Man, I mean, she slapped him so hard. I think they had to clean the camera after. Dang. I was like, spit. I was like, oh my <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she got this me. a lot. That was the only time I've ever, in, in seven years. And yeah. really longer than that, because we had done Selma, Selma again. before that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, man. Just for a brief second, he was like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait, what's happening? Yeah, Eric, I love me some Erica Alexander. That woman is a method actress. Oh. <laughs> I'll just say that, but I love her. She's a bomb. So yeah. what do you do in those scenes where you have to do something physical? Do y'all talk about it before? We do, but I didn't know that she was going to like get in there like that. You know what I'm saying? She got in there. Oh, you you know, thought she was just going. But her character was playing. She was playing like a, a bipolar, mentally yes. bipolar yeah. challenge mm-hmm. character. Yeah. Uh, and so it was explosive. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, it caught everybody, I think, on set. Yeah, it off. did. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. I've been hit. She wasn't I've ready. Hit. I wasn't ready. I've been hit and all kinds of stuff before, and, you know, in movies. And I was just like, that was like the hardest because that thing I had. So yeah, she got you me. Stayed I in had it. to look you away. Used I, I, was just, you like, used I had to use it. Yeah. I had to, but I was just it. like, okay, you know, we ain't supposed to be doing that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you got to protect your actor. You got to protect your fellow person you're in the scene with. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Well, thank you guys for coming in. Well, yeah. you look like you just want to keep I was ready. I was more ready. Here. She's looking I like, was ready for my serious? questions. For Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you, Paul. Thank it's you. been a wonderful ride on Queen Sugar. Seven sure, seasons. Yeah. yeah. Had a lot of good times. A lot of great episodes. Yes, man. And I'm sure we will all see each other again soon. No doubt about That's that. That's a fact.